All right, hey, what's going on? It's Rasan and Carlos for the Jets Cast episode three. What's up, everybody? So Mauricio can't be with us this week. Can't be with me this week because uh, he has to go to a doctor's appointment because he has a fight coming up and he has a bunch of shit he's got to take care of. So, so I'm here with a, a fellow blue belt, even though it's not really a blue belt. It's more like a goddamn purple belt, but you know it's all good. So what what, uh, what made you start doing jiu-jitsu, Carlos? Truthfully, what made me start jujitsu was um, having a foundation in a little bit of wrestling. Did it a year of wrestling and high school. Yep, did did that. So I was really familiar with grappling. Um, But um, the reason why I got in is I think uh, the reason a lot of people get in where it's you get. um, I got bullied as a kid, so I wanted to channel. It's not so much anger, it's confidence. I think confidence is something that this art, any martial art will teach you. Anything you try to perfect will try to teach you that. Just trying to let go of that that little um, insecurity. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is I was actually kind of the opposite. When I was in elementary school, I was a bit of a bully. And then uh, people probably probably don't even know now, but yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty nice guy. You wouldn't tell, man, honestly. Yeah, once I got to like high school, I like totally, I like dropped most of my friends, got all new friends. I see. And then, uh, that changed my life. Now I joined the Marine Corps and you can't really be a bully. So, <laughs> so many alphas, right? There's yeah, so many yeah, alphas there. So many alphas, man. <laughs> Especially when, like, when you first go there, the first person you meet is like a DI. They're just screaming at you. You're just like, please don't let them fucking kill me. But yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was a good experience for me, man. Cool. So uh, how long ago did you start doing Jiu-Jitsu? I, that's always been a... I started in when I was in college, first year in college. So this is back since I graduated in 2009. Oh, wow. From, yeah, 2009. So I started around, um, let's say, 2005. I got, uh, graduated high school. So mm-hmm. I started 2007, 2008. Nice. Around nice. that transition. Mm-hmm. And I, but wow. yeah, I did it. I, I on, and off, on and off. Injuries. Injuries. The uh, damn injury bug that plagues everybody in jujitsu, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. It giveth and it taketh away. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's like my wrist is still, you know, a little messed up. But I, I'll do some more rehab for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I got to had it. Just came back from. Uh, Bad rib injury, bad knees, but it's if you're not training, it's one of those things. If you're training jiu-jitsu, as hard as people do in the competition world, because yeah, there's yeah. sports jiu-jitsu and then there's you know the traditional grappling arts of Brazilian jiu-jitsu where it's to defend, get the submission. Yeah. I'm having that battle right now, that constant battle where I want to. Wh- which one do I want to perfect? Yeah, I think for me it's it's almost more important to have self-defense other than yes. So I, I, I don't you know. A blue belt, but I like to do like leg locks. Yeah, and I know that it's like, especially with IBJJF, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much a no-no until you're mm-hmm. a brown belt. But it's still something that I think is effective in a fight. Right. You know what I mean, because for sure. I mean, they're showing it now. Who is what was that guy's name that, that's in the UFC right now? Ryan Hall. Yes. Yeah. Ryan Hall. He has the wizard. A, yeah, he's got those really slick leg mm-hmm. lock entries that you can't you can't really defend against. Right. You, know, you right. try to punch, you just you gotta take your knee away. Exactly. There's always some. There's an opening. Yeah. And um, you cannot you can't pull guard on the streets either. So yeah, yeah. Luckily, I've never I've never had a. Use jujitsu in the streets, yeah. but um, it's a crazy world out there. So well, that's, that's what I think is nice about uh, knowing martial arts is that you're way less likely to yes. get into a fight. Yes, you know, you know the risks. You know yeah. the risks and the injuries. That you've seen those videos on where you know, we'll start hip hop. Yeah. yeah, so it's just you know what I'd rather not have my head slam against the pavement. Well, not that that'll happen. You know, I, I yeah. don't want to put it out there. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be out there. But um, it's. Shit happens. I think it's also the, the healthy ego because we get our egos yeah. crushed every time we train. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's humbling. Yeah, you don't need if somebody's yelling at you. Don't have to punch him in the face. <laughs> <you know what laughs> I, <mean? laughs> I just got smashed too right now by Mauricio. Yeah, like, yeah. What was that? I don't know. Thirty minute row where it's just 
You know, you, you get used to the partners in your school, so you try to venture out. Yeah. Then you see the different styles, and you see what, you know, the challenge of the poses. But right here at our school, we have that pressure base, that really yeah. traditional pressure. And when you get it put on yourself, like like today, I, it was put on me. It's just yeah. suffocating the... Crushing, yeah. Oh, but I still love the beautiful, the, the you know, the, the technique like of um, the um, Mendes Brothers. The Mendes Brothers, their technique where it's highly technical, but yeah, it's still, yeah. there's so many moves ahead of you. They're playing a chess game that's beyond yeah. my understanding right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the great thing is that you can learn it, though. Yes. Like, like when you first start doing jiu-jitsu, you don't know anything, and nope. everything's so confusing. But then you're like, how am I ever going to learn this? And mm -hmm. then you start getting it, and then you mm -hmm. start beating guys, and you're like, oh, my God. You, know, it's like, you can learn it. You know? Anybody can be a black belt if you just put the time yes. in. So it's like that video game, right? When you start re getting really good at that video game, jiu-jitsu becomes that yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, so when Mauricio trains for a fight, he usually rolls with more people. Yeah. And so I've been rolling with him a couple times, yes. and it's just like, like usually neon bellies don't bother me. Like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. like smiling when somebody does it to me. It's like, it's not, mm -hmm. I mean, it sucks, it's not that bad, but his is like soul crushing. Yes. He's like pu pushing my guts <laughs> into like the fucking mass. He's just like, God damn, make it stop. And then his mount too, like the way he does that mount, it's yeah. just like, God damn. I just want to, I, I want to be anywhere else but here. Yeah, exactly. In the, in the worst position you could be in. Yeah, I almost tapped. Actually, I might have tapped from his mouth one time. Yeah. It was just, just crushing me too much, man. <laughs> I'm That's, a big guy. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of on the, a, a little bit above or average or a little bit above average, walking around 180 or so. Cool. Uh, so I, I, do pretty, I do pretty well against that pressure, but... Um, Imposing it on people, but when it happens to me, it's just like a fucking world shatterer. And that's the nice thing about this gym is we get the opportunity to roll with our black belt, our coach. Yeah, a lot yeah. of gyms I've heard, I've been to a couple of gyms where their trainers won't, won't roll with them, oh, either that. because of age, they don't want to get exposed. Yeah, I mean, I can understand age. Yes, like, that's yes, definitely, of course. But of course. If, you just, if you're like a healthy person yes. and you can't roll with your students... Yeah. Uh, just me. It's just it's kind of weird because yeah. I understand like other martial arts, but they're like the kind of like the McDojo thing. Yes. You know what I mean? but yes. In, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you like you know it works because you roll like you exactly. spar. You know that it works exactly. So, yeah, that's why when you have your coach in your corner in a tournament, he tells you it's it's weird in the tournaments. I can hear everybody. I, you can hear all the noises, but when it gets washed out, I could clearly hear Mauricio's his distinct voice is like, yeah. "Do this," and, and you follow it, and you follow, it, and when yeah. you don't do it, it's like. Fuck, I just got swept. Yeah. He told me what to do. He saw the defense because he knows your style. Yeah. He told me what to do and you still had that stupid little ego telling you, no, no, I'm going I'm to keep on going. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. this way. Yeah, it's usually the way you want to go isn't the technical way. It's usually mm -hmm. like some kind of strength or power way. At least for me, I'm just like, I got to stop doing that. Like when I, you know, when I first started with a white belt, everything I had to do was all strength based. Yep. Um, and I had like no gas tank and now yep. I'm just focusing more on using just little bursts of strength that yes. I need it and conserving energy until I need to you know turn it on so I can uh, dictate the pace of the roll um, with somebody like you it's different but when it's like other people mm -hmm. um, I can definitely dictate, dictate the pace like if yeah. you want to go fast let's go fast if you want to mm -hmm. go slow we can slow it down mm -hmm. um, yeah that was one of my crutches too where I had I had a pretty big gas tank and I was fairly strong for my size but it, it, it really hinders you. And yes. that's one thing for all white belts that get in it. If you're one, usually a bigger, stronger guy, you will get away with it for a long time in the, as a white belt with your strength and your, and your ability as an athlete. But eventually when you start meeting blue belts and higher belts for that matter, purple, of course, brown, and black, you're going to see how they're just going to be able to stop your, your progress. And before you know it, you're going to be, you're gonna be like, the, like the classic example of the, the freaking lion but you're in the water swimming with sharks. Yeah, exactly. And, and then it's, it's just, you, you got, it's, it slows your progression. I think, that's what, at least for me, because yeah, it, it took yeah. me a while to f first find out, just like in all jiu-jitsu, you first learn the defense. Yep. Once you learn the defense for everything, then you can start attacking. Yeah. If you don't know the defense, it's worthless to attack because you're going to expose yourself in your attacks. And yeah, well, it's funny now because, you know, I'm seeing uh, white belts now that have, like, this, uh, this really weird, like, shell defense where they just kind of mm -hmm. clam up, and it's like, hey, you know, I understand that 
you want to do the defense, but you're not really going to learn like jujitsu by just doing defense. Like you have to open up at some point. You're never going to escape if you're just sitting there in a little shell. Yep. I'm doing like a hand movement. It's yeah, basically yeah. they put their their hands on uh, like crossed in front of their body, and they're almost grabbing their collars, yep. and they'll just sit there to defend. But like you can't do that. It's just no, gonna fight. No. You're just gonna get your fucking ass yeah, kicked. Just, so you need, you need to be able to move around. You know, right. shrimp. Yes. You know, try to try to get out of the position yes. instead of just. Uh, I guess you're almost submitting to that position. You're that's not, that's you're true. Not trying to get out. You're not progressing really. Yeah. You're not. You're not making any. Pro- you're, you're defending the choke, and it's like Kilo Grissi said that if you defend everything, you never technically lost. Yeah. And I can see that, but we can, anybody can see in a roll if you're on your back with your arms like. Suck it style. Remember that classic yeah, wrestling yeah. move? Suck it <laughs> on your chest, though. Imagine that, and you just have people that could master that, and you can't. You can't get them to move really. Yeah. Um, I've been there. I've been there where you have when you're scared of guys that are. You know they're better than you. Yeah. I think we all go through it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that's the thing. That's the beauty about it. You gotta let yourself expose yourself in order to learn from your mistakes. Because yeah. the thing about rolling at on the mats when you're training, you're training. It's cool to tap. Yeah. Yeah. I have that struggle, man. I don't want to tap, especially if. A, White Bell has me in a freaking submission. You've, I, I know you've been there too, man. It's like, I'm not, I can't let that. But then you get hurt and it's, you're out for what, whatever amount of time you're out for. And it kind of defeats the purpose of training. Yeah. That's my challenge sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes I think, I don't know, it's, it's kind of it's difficult for me to put it in words, but it's okay to let a White Belt tap you. Yes. So, and I think that once you are kind of get over that, you'll be better for it. Because there's some white belts that when they get positioned, like, oh, my God, I got it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just, like, throw them off of me. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to show them that it, it works. Yes. But they just need to tighten it up. Yes. You know what I mean? So. Because, <laughs> yeah, you see, I see it. Like, it's like they, they, they're, like, watch, seeing diamonds and shit. They're right. Like, I got this position on this blue belt. It's like, I'm going to go. I'm just like, fucking go ahead, man. You know? Spaz out a little <laughs> yeah. bit. You spaz out. I've been there, man. You spaz yeah. out. And then you, you don't think clearly. And yeah. when you don't think clearly, you're not thinking of the, you know, that, the test game of, what reaction do you want to get from your opponent so they could expose their arm, their neck, yeah. what have you? Yeah. And I'll also try to get away from the habit of just, like, crushing white belts, like, giving them no chance. I feel it's, yes. like, bad. Because yes. you can't have uh, – it's the examples of, like, lions, sharks, and, like, I guess lambs. Or yes. sheep, sheep. Yes, yes. So people that come in here, there's some white belts that are just sheep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they can learn to be mm-hmm. lions, mm-hmm. but they come in as sheep. Yep. If you just crush a sheep, they're not going to come back. Yes. But then there's also people here that come in as lions. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And, that's, and that's the balance that you have to find because there's some white belts. I feel it's disrespectful if you're just playfully rolling with them. And they're like, yeah. It's similar to if you roll with females. Some female, I've heard females say that in other, in, in other areas, or anyways, they would say, like, roll with me. Roll with, you know, make sure you, you impose, you know, don't take it easy. And if you do that with white bills, some new white bills, you, you might be stroking their ego too much. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, but at the same time, you don't want to have a guy that's brand new first week and you just, you just scare the crap out of him yeah. because you just destroy him. Like, this isn't for me. These guys are, you, and you can hurt him too yeah, by doing yeah. that. So you got to find that balance. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's like, it comes with time. Being a blue belt. You have to yes. learn the balance. Yes. It, and it comes with time. It comes yeah. with time because uh, I don't think you get that easily because when, it feels good to win too at the same time. When you tap somebody, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. So that instant reward and that, and that it shows you that your techniques are, but at the same time, you can't do it. It won't be fun for the other guy. Yeah. You're destroying it. And I, and I have that problem sometimes where it's, you, get in the, you get in the state where you're like, boom, boom, getting the submission after submission. and Like we have to teach a little bit. You yes. know, like, like sometimes I roll with some people and like mm-hmm. if I see a sweep there, like I'll push them over a little bit and mm-hmm. I'll just pull them back. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, like you can keep going, but you got to be careful with like your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just it's, it's fun for me. It's funny you, you brought up uh, uh, rolling with females because there's yeah. uh, quite a few females that, that come here 
um, that, I, that I roll with, and there's this girl here named, uh, named Gina. Mm -hmm. And I think for everybody who thinks that, oh, you know, a girl can never be a man, this chick crushes dudes. I've seen her roll, yeah, yeah. and it's... And she's like, she, I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's, she's not in her 20s, but she's a fucking Successful? Beast. Yeah. Successful? Successful and person, yeah. Yeah, and for sure. Honestly, that would be an example for any woman if they want to see... And she's not big. No, no. And then this, there's a good scene, though. There's a lot of good females in the... There's, um, What's the other girl's name? Mackenzie Dern. She always does well. Did you ever yeah. see her with, um, with Gabriella? Oh, that, that one sweep she had from Side Control. What was it? She set it up beautifully. I don't even know the sweep, but it was very, very technical. It, you were talking about Mackenzie Dern. She's, what, maybe 150 pounds? I don't even want to... Yeah, she's pretty light. But, go, yeah. but um, a lot of people are familiar with Gabby. Yeah. Gabby, she's in the two plus 200, and she is... Oh, she... She's in better shape than both me and Rasan. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah, she, easily. She would put us to shame. Yeah. Her biceps are probably bigger than our... Yeah, yeah. She's, she's tall. She's yoked. Yes. She's, uh, there's a, that famous picture her next to uh, Vanderlei Silva, and she makes him look small. Vanderlei Silva's like a professional MMA fighter. Yes. And this chick, she was just doing jiu-jitsu at the mm -hmm. time, and nice. she was so freaking big, man. She's in MMA now. Did you see her uh, fight by yeah, chance? Yeah. She's just learning, you know? Exactly. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. So, you know. I, same here. Yeah. Same here. No, no CTE, please. No concussions. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you good. ever get that a lot from people like you should try MMA you should no. try smoking yeah no. people ask I'm just like no I'm good because I have uh, so I'm super nearsighted oh okay and uh, they already told me like I'm really susceptible to having my uh, retinas, retinas attached so I don't want to oh, get hit in the face really? like, and I would like I don't I would like getting like mm -hmm. punch and shit like, mm -hmm. I'm not that I like but being in a fight I yeah. like that feeling yes but at the same time I'm very aware that hey my eyeballs you know I, mean, I don't want to get fucked up no, no, so, and my brain you got a long time to go yeah yeah because I work in a field I'm a you know a tech guy yep. so if I lose my brain that's pretty much it and that's, <laughs> that's the same reason for me I work in a, I work in a hospital so I have to be uh, I have to find a sport where this is, this is my form of therapy another reason why I got into it but yeah. um, it's stress reliever because in, a, in this world especially in the Bay Area everybody's on the go everybody's yeah. living around the clock and trying to get just an hour and a half four or five times a week is truly a blessing for me at least yeah yeah me too I mean like I the know. schedule I have now I'm work four days a week and there's like I've had other places that are offered me jobs but they were like five days a week and I'm like oh, it just gets you less <laughs> I'm like fuck that yeah. isn't it like, even if you move for example if you move the geographical location where you're at has to be near a gym yes and you always yes. have to put that into consideration and yeah. it's 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 when they say it's a lifestyle, it's a lifestyle. And we're so, I don't want to sound corny or sound like one of those guys that's uh, BJJ's life and yeah. you don't know every, everybody's not cool if you don't know. It's just for some guys, for some people, it's, it's the way. Yeah, I mean, it definitely quick. It brings back the, the martial arts lifestyle of back in the day. Like, you don't see that anymore with uh, quote-unquote yeah. traditional martial arts. Mm -hmm. Like, you, I, I just, it, you, I don't get the same feeling in no. those places. So. Like here, it's like a brotherhood. It's like uh, like when I was in the yeah. Marine Corps, everybody was brothers. And that's how yep. it is here. Brothers and sisters. That clan, that, that I think that longing to have that consistency. I Also, what I learned about myself is I need a schedule. Yeah. I need a regiment schedule. When I get injured, I got injured just recently. I sprained my knee. Um, I'm back two weeks back on the mat now, but I was out for two weeks. And I just, having, I just noted myself more irritable. Yeah. Snappy. And I'm just not the same person. But it's, it's. It's little. I'm a little bit scared about that because if I do lose jujitsu because I, I get injured, what am I gonna do? I have to find something else. I have to find that next thing that I have to perfect or master, or find that next routine. Yeah. Because I yeah. can't. If you lo you can lose everything in one moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You don't want to be. You don't want your identity to just be tied down to one thing. 
Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like uh, doing the float chamber every now and again. That, that really I've been in a while. Yeah. Been in once. I did yeah. it once, and I remember like right at, right now I'm showing uh, Rasal my hands. They're full of cuts. I remember oh. when I did my float tank. <laughs> I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like, just relax, just relax. <laughs> yeah. And it's real freaky because yeah. you you. I don't think people experience total darkness very often. No. But when you no. turn on, even when you turn off your lights, you always have some sort of some sort of. Um, Electronic device, yeah, an LED yeah. that's shining in your bedroom. But by, by the way, that's terrible for you. Yeah. But because uh, at least for me, I'm always concentrated or fixate on it. But uh, it's. Yeah, if you can't hear, see, it's like you're floating. So yes. I'm sorry, we didn't even explain. <laughs> yeah. what the float tank is. Sorry. A float tank is basically it's a sensory deprivation chamber. It's uh, it's basically it's like this chamber that's pitch black with water. That's salt water. It's like a thousand pounds of salt and about I think ten inches of water. Yep. And you float in there like butt naked. Yeah. And the, the temperature of the water is basically the temperature of your yes. skin. And so it feels like you're floating in space. Mm-hmm. And there's no sound coming in. There's no nothing. Yes. Like when you get in the water, the first thing you notice is that you just hear your heartbeat. And then once you can't hear your heartbeat or anything, and then you kind of... I started tripping out. You're alone with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. It it's was scary. A, it's, it's really a, cool. It is. It's, it's in, I would recommend it to any just once if you want to try something new. I've been tr- wanting to try cryo too, but I, I, I don't do well in the cold, man. I tried cryo. I, I don't do well in the cold. Really? No, I, I try. Like even bad. No? Damn, I can't get myself to... Because even when I try to take a cold shower, I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to dip out. So it's not, like a, it's not like a cold shower. Yes. So the surface area of water is actually, you know, obviously a lot more than air, so it's, it's way worse. It penetrates, um, right, with water. Yeah, with the air, it doesn't penetrate your skin. Even though you can feel like mm-hmm. your, the blood going to your core, mm-hmm. but it's just like the surface of your skin that gets cold. And I you're see. not in there for very long. It's like, right. The first time I went was like three minutes, three or maybe four minutes, and it wasn't... It wasn't that bad, dude. Like, if, I gotta if do you feel like you're once. super cold, you start doing yeah. spots or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you try to do something else to distract distract yourself from it all. Yeah, but it's... Uh, the, the nearest full body one that I... Last time I went, it was like way out in like near Sacramento or some shit. Yes. Um, they have glaze now in San Jose. Uh, is it full body? It, no. Is, yeah, see? Head, it's head exposes the head. Yeah, no, I need a full body. It's different, yeah. huh? Yeah. I, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm going to try one of these days, but... Uh, what else are you training that uh, you feel like has been improving your jiu-jitsu? Uh, what else have I been doing? I've been working out with kettlebells a lot more now, okay. uh, steel mace, and uh, sandbag now. That's been really... Because okay. you know, like, grips, you know, yeah. My game, I don't do grips very much. Yes, yes. But now it's going to help me with my grips. My grips aren't bad. It's just I don't use them. Yeah. It's so. one of the Ten Commandments, I want to say, for jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking earlier with, with another class member. like, grips is one of them, and then there's another one where tight, being close and tight. Yeah. That's, that's like... Number two, not number two, but there's, it's not in any particular order, but there's those, fundam- those fundamental ones. But yeah. I've been trying like a balance work. A lot of, not, not the, the, no, I'm not trying to do Edo Portal, oh, none of that, but... The touch butt stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Carlos Condon put an epic post. I don't know if you've seen him put an epic... Oh, man, he put on Snapchat an epic post of like, I'm here at the park, I guess nobody came to touch butt. Something, something along those lines. It was hilarious, though. Started following him right away on Snapchat. Sorry, that, that's what uh, Nate Diaz said about Conor McGregor. He said he played touch butt with uh, Eagle Portal in some, in some park. He's talking about uh, movement training. <laughs> Dude, and that's the thing that's funny about this, this art is that there's always these, these movements. These movements, you know, for a supple leopard, which it's yeah. great, great. Yeah. You know, there's always these phases where it goes from one, one fad to the other, yeah. one fad to the other. And right now, like, I'm, I'm working a lot on just balance because I feel like footwork. The footwork on when you're standing, yeah. and then jujitsu, sports jujitsu at least. When you're standing, it's if you don't have wrestling background yeah. or a judo background, it's hard for it. people begin to pull guard because they get yeah. familiar with playing that guard game. Um, a, lo- a lot of times, it depends on what gym you're from because there's our gym. Like I've said before, is um, pressure. Yeah. Our coach Mauricio, he loves that pressure and imposes well on people. And there's other gyms where they're very um, 
they're they're more dangerous on the back on the or the guard game. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple guys here that James up on yes. the back, um, like uh, Dark Alamo. Um, yep. He has that super tight uh, guard game. Mm-hmm. That's like I remember when because we first started at the same time. Yes. And out of nowhere, he just had this crazy fucking guard. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to be in that guy's guard because yeah. he was just too active. It was yes. too tight. I could never get it off. Yeah. You know, but now I've learned to like do that that standing uh, mm-hmm. guard break. I use that so much now. It's it's one of the I think I learned that from Gordo, where it's just you put one hand on the on your opponent's hip, and then the other hand I go I go to one of their um, sleeves. Sleeves. That's what I do too. Yeah, and it's it's basic, but it's so effective. But then you expose your leg there, and then there's the lahiva. But there's still a couple of good guys. Remember, were you here when Will was here? Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, his half guard man, <laughs> yeah. that helped me so much. Yeah. At least it helped my pressure game. Yeah. Rolling with him, so the first time I met Will, it was in Nogi. Uh, Will's a brown belt, mm-hmm. and I didn't in Nogi. You don't wear a belt, so yeah. I was just like this guy. Was, and I thought it was he's like smaller too than us. No, uh, my but size. He's, he's yoked. Though. Yes, yeah, yes. He, he seemed really good shape for sure. And it's like I was a new white belt, but I just started getting like learning some stuff where I felt kind of confident. I just smashed somebody. Yeah. And uh, Will was like, "Hey, you want to you want to roll?" I'm like, "Yeah, freaking all right." I'm like, "This dude's already right. in decent shape." So I start, I lock up with him, and like immediately, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it's it was different. like it was like trying to roll with an alien. Yeah. Like he was like doing things that I never even heard of yes. before. Yes. And I was just like, he would submit me in scrambles, and I was just like, "How the fuck did you submit yeah. me?" Yeah. Yeah. He knew where you were. He knew where you're gonna put your hand placement. He was expecting all those little details. Yeah. And he was so far before. And when I started rolling with him, he was a purple belt, but it's one of those guys just. This guy's a brown belt. There's just no way. He's just yeah, submitting yeah, yeah. me within two, three minutes of a row. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing where you get. Any, any gym you go, there's killers everywhere. Yeah. There's just killers everywhere, man. And it's. And he's such a nice guy. It's so yeah, weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, th- and you find that a lot in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you find yeah. that a lot in jiu-jitsu where there's just, as we mentioned earlier, our, your ego gets humbled every day. Every day you're in training. So you don't, you don't have a. There's no room. The bullies get filtered out. Easily. Oh, yeah. Like they can't people, take it. Yeah, like that's the thing about here is that we have a lot of good white belts. There's like you'll see <laughs> people from other schools that come in that are blue or maybe even purple belts that come and roll with some of the white belts and they'll get tapped and they never come back. And I'm just like, dude, that should make you want to come back more and yep. like understand like yeah. where your mistakes were. Yeah. We don't have a large school, but we still have a very good base. There's a lot of good base, a lot of good white belts here yeah. to the point where the other day I was rolling with them. Justin, I was like, yeah, he's so good now. Justin, <laughs> whoa, give me that intensity every time, man. You give me that intensity, and you you will leave some balance he's been growing, and everybody else. And that's what that happened to us too when we were white belts. I remember oh, yeah. for a while you were just consistent, consistent, and then eventually it happened, and I bet you that feeling was oh yeah, so gratifying. Well, I got there, like I started getting like good, and then my fucking wrist just got yeah. all messed up. I had to have surgery, mm-hmm. and I remember the doctor said I couldn't do jujitsu for like I think it was like four months. <laughs> And I was like, two weeks yeah, in. right, Doc. I was like, yeah, I started coming to the gym, just sitting down, just watching jujitsu, and I was like, you know what, fuck this. So I had a splint, and I yes. would put the splint on my arm, and then I would uh, put my hand in my belt, and I would roll with one hand. <laughs> you look like Al Bundy, yeah, watching TV, watching TV with his hand in his pants. But it's no uh, shirt on. but it helped your game, I bet. Oh, yeah, it helped definitely. the half guard. It helped. It's so weird. My balance got so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, 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 you're right-handed. That was your right hand that yeah, got hurt. Yeah. So your left hand, you had to get much more. Ambidextrous, yeah, just yeah. because of that injury, and that's one thing about jujitsu. It's good that you, one good thing that comes out of injuries that you get to uh, learn other things. But still, we're so hard-headed again, and we yeah. we love being in the mat so much. For me, at least, even when I'm injured, I'm getting to realize I'm getting older now, so I don't recover as quickly. Even as, as, as I've tried to train more mobility, lacrosse balls, everything, I tried it all chiropractor, yeah. but. Um, you still have to find. You have to understand that when you're hurt, you gotta take time off, man. And sometimes yeah. you have to take double the amount of time that's yeah. recommended if you have a bad injury. Because all too often, I hear people that have two, three, four surgeries, 
two on each knee or one on one on each knee and it's yeah. I had one but luckily it wasn't a big one it was just a they don't know what it was but um it was enough it was like a it was a rock that was just locking my knee uh, at times so I, yeah. I would have rolls where I had to move the little I called it a pearl it was a little rock and I had to move it just so my knee would unlock, and that was that wasn't fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. After you got it taken care of, it modern science. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've come so far. We have so you know further to go. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'd definitely rather be alive now than any other time in history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I've been. I looked into that stem cells stuff. Yeah. Because for a while, but it's it's so expensive. But it's practical. Think about it, man. If you have a really devastating injury, at yeah. least. But it's so weird getting into that. That field, everybody's so put off by it. But well, it's, it's, it's the way they harvest it now, it's through umbilical yeah, cords. It's, exactly. Like, people were, they keep thinking that we're taking them from fetuses, yeah. but they're not. You can get stem cells out of umbilical cords, which, and you can get it from actual other people, too, now. Educate yourself, people. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first, I used to travel for, uh, for Dell. I used to be an installer. Okay. Uh, for, like, data storage stuff. And one of my first jobs was for an umbilical, umbilical cord place where what? they harvested stem cells for it. And I was like, okay. that's cool as fuck. Every girl there was hot. It was kind of weird. <laughs> you know, but it was, that's when I first learned about, you know, other their stem cells are better. They're, they're probably like, they were injecting the face, you know, make girls look better and shit. <laughs> they had to make sure it worked. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, there's definitely a lot, lot more advances now um, with, with science. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm thinking about it too, because like my wrist still isn't a, it's not 100%. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought it was good until I started jumping up with that goddamn, uh, that battle rub jump rope. Yeah. And I was like, first rotation, it was like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my wrist was like, fuck. But, uh, yeah, I just probably just got to shrink a little bit more. Yeah. How, how do you feel about supplements? Do you feel they're all BS? No, take no, no. I, I take a lot of supplements. Like, that, as I got older, yeah. you know, once I hit about 30, I, when I was 29, I was, like, 250, and I decided to start, like, start losing weight. See. And I figured the easiest way is to do, like, research and find supplements uh, I could use that were good for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a lot of trial and error. Right. Yeah, no, for <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, like I had, a, you ever had a niacin flush before? No, no, but I've heard about it. The effects where it just makes you feel hot. Yeah, and then like your... your skin gets all red and it's like burning and shit. What is that good for? I've heard it's good, but is it's it just... Like for, you can do it for detox, but I, I would not want to detox that way. So basically what happened with me is that um, I used to take like a lot of supplements. So I was like bodybuilding. Yeah. Like, I, got, I lost the weight and then I started, I was like, fuck, let's put on mass. Yeah, so I got I like, like pretty yoked. And uh, I was taking uh, multivitamins. I had niacin in it. And then there was like two other supplements I was taking too that also had niacin in it. Okay. And so basically Ooh. what happens, I was ODing on niacin. And I didn't Not know. Good. It was like the first time it happened, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with my skin? Yeah. And then I went away after a while. And then I uh, took this, you know, two days of this happened. And I started researching. Like, I, I went through every single goddamn ingredient. Yes, you have my to. shit. And then I was like, it's oh, important. I'm taking way too much niacin. So mm-hmm. I dropped off, you know, mm-hmm. one of my supplements. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's trial and error. Yeah, trial and error. And, and then just read. Because sometimes, like Rosan was saying, I've had that problem where if I don't research these supplements, you hear you hear this bro science or you see some, you know, trainers hate him kind of uh, website. Yeah, that's all bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just, just see, there's some substance that I always recommend. Vitamin D. Yeah. ZMA. Zinc, magnesium. You just can't get it enough from your diet and vitamin D you can't get it. We're not butt naked. We're not running around butt naked yeah. no more. So we don't get it from our, we don't get it from the sun anymore like we used to. Especially when the weather is bad like this. So I always, yeah. always recommend those two. Fish oil, it's we'll a lot of controversy. Yeah, but yeah. I, I take now liquid form of fish oil which is pretty gnarly yeah well, I, I bought the stuff you, that yeah you Nutrasuma said. I haven't I taken it yet though. okay okay um, you gotta, I still have pills yeah. so I gotta get rid of those um, but then I also got the act, actus, act, actus okay yeah, yeah. Actus yeah that stuff's pretty good um, that's, I've been that's taking that yeah, yeah yeah it's uh, it's per, it's not that expensive but it's no, I no. feel like it has a lot of good ingredients like resveratrol um, it has Bromelian, which is good for breaking down um, that sounds, enzymes. That sounds like bro science, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's made with unobtainium, bro. <laughs> Titanium. You know. but, um, um, do you take uh, Alpha Brain at all? I do. I love that shit. Two a day. 
I fuck that. I don't give a fuck if it's placebo effect or if yeah. whatever the case. It it works. It works. I don't. Yeah. I'm not as sharp. I took it today. I Go took ahead, it today. I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't let us stop your workout. If you hear sounds in the background, we're at the gym right now. We're yeah, interrupting yeah, yeah. people's workout. Continue, fellas. No worries. No, people that people listen to the podcast actually said that they like the sounds in the background because they feel like we're actually in a gym. Because we are actually in a gym. Yes. <laughs> Except the feedback. Please, no feedback. Yeah. <laughs> no, somebody's flipping a tire. So, no, that's cool. But, um, yeah, I haven't so, tried the instant. You were telling me yes, about that the other day. I like the instant. So, I take two on normal days and I take three when I do jujitsu. Okay. Cause I, cause I really? Stuff, yeah, it's kind of expensive. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a bigger guy too. Yeah. Okay. That's reason why. I, lo- I take the low dose. I take one pill in the morning of Alpha Brain, one pill right before training. But I combine it with uh, my pre-training. Right now has consisted of uh, two Shroom Techs, mm-hmm. one Alpha Brain, and um, uh, ALA, ALA, okay. um, ALA, and that's um, Alpha Lipoic Acid. Huh. So it's something I've been. I've I've heard. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Damn it, Alpha Brain, you're failing me at this point. Um, <laughs> it's a famous, it's, he's a famous Canadian, um, anywho, I'll think about it later. But I, there's, there's, I've been combing the internet for year, seven years since wow. I've been listening to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, you know, he's the one yeah, that kind of... We're both huge Joe Rogan fans. Yes, so, yeah. huge, huge. He got me, yeah. he started it, not, not him actually, but... Um, he was one of those guys that helped pioneer podcasts like Rosan's. And it's awesome, man. Right yeah. now I'm so, so much content out there it's a beautiful thing you could you could find your little some of my it's weird to say but some of the best they're not my friends but some of the i feel like even though i don't i'm not around people a lot if i'm not around the pod because i feel like i'm in there I'm, yeah. not, I'm not contributing yeah but i feel like i'm in there and I, at least i hear the latest and greatest or what people think yeah well it's like a lot of, it's almost like aggregates for information yes so i mean i learned so much stuff from there and it's just the internet in general mm-hmm. i look a lot of shit up so it makes things a lot easier. Like I didn't. Uh, Rhonda Patrick was on yesterday on JRE. So good. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I got to. So to good, it. man. I've started listening today. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sauna got into the sauna. We both did infrared, right? The infrared sauna. Yeah. We're both. yeah. Dude, that's been helping my. That's one another that's thing. Great. Right before training, I mean, right before big tournaments, doing that. It's just another, another. It just helps you maintain with weight. Yeah. And the yeah. heat shock protein. Heat yeah. shock protein yeah. is. Read the science about it, guys. Uh, Tim Ferriss. Rhonda Patrick went on Tim Ferriss' podcast. That guy's smart as fuck. <sighs> but she had a blog. She broke it down, all, all the science behind that heat shock protein. Yeah, so definitely if you, if you want to learn more about heat shock proteins, because we're not going to be able to tell you all about it. She's like a PhD yeah. in nutrition. So um, listen to anything that she has to say about yeah. it. And she has things to say about vitamin D as right. well and other uh, nutritional things. Yes. Just, just anything physical. So. I feel like a lot of people have problems in this world. Findmyfitness.com. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Her, that's her website. A lot of people, we, we all have problems, right? Everybody as a human, they have problems. It's yeah. just that's part of daily daily grind. But not enough people read or, or listen to other smart people. Not even just smart people. Smart people who have the problems. Because I know smart people who are also dumb. Like, they common <laughs> yeah. sense. Like yeah. at my job. They're close-minded. It's fucking yes. weird. Yes. <laughs> like, there's some people. I, I work with some surgeons sometimes. They can't even open their inbox on a, on a computer. But yet they're brain surgeons or they're cardiac surgeons. That's and my goddamn. Uh, what was that guy? The presidential guy? Carson? Yeah. Ben, ben Carson? Carson? Yep. He, he, believes, he believes. He doesn't believe in evolution. But he's yeah. a goddamn brain surgeon. Yeah, it's man. like, what the fuck? I read his book. Gifted, yeah. gifted Hands. Great book. Saw his movie. I, I, I was into him, but evolution. Come on, guys. Yeah. Just, it's it's right there. Spectrometer kind of it all. But anyways, you, you're allowed to have any thoughts as long yeah. as you're not harming others. I don't give a shit what yeah. you think, what you do. Just do your thing. Whatever makes you happy. But yeah, he was a he. <laughs> he in his book, he, he's quoted as saying, yeah, "I'm probably gonna not gonna give it any justice." But he believed that God guides his hand in all surgeries, and that's a weird thing, right? Because I've seen a meme once where it's like, "Thanks God." You know, thank God for giving 
certainly the ability to do that, but it's the training and it's yeah, uh, it's modern yeah. science. But it's just weird because I do believe something's. I don't know, man. It's all I'm, that's. I'm a the, little. I'm, yeah. So that's too deep of a question for. <laughs> yeah. Just, for this know. one, they give. You should give some credit to yourself. Like you put in that much training. Yep. Some of that credit, or yep, or all of it, should go to you. I mean, you you're the person who learned that shit. Yeah, man. So, but I, I understand that people are religious. And I, yeah. I, I cannot argue personal beliefs. Correct. So that, that's where I will leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. All right. So we're at thirty minutes. I mean, we can go longer, but I, we try to. I try to keep these short. Okay. For people. So, uh, me and uh, Carlos signing out. Episode three. See you later, guys. Nice talking. All right. Hey, it's Cronus here. So I'm going to add in at the end of this the podcast with me and Mauricio from last week. It's about 13 minutes long, but it died in the middle of us talking because my SD card ran out of space. So you get a bonus episode. So enjoy. All right. Jitscast episode number three. It's me and Mauricio again. Hello, guys. Here we go again. Yeah. We just got done with some uh, some good training. So <laughs> Helping Mercy out a little bit with uh, some fights coming up. So basically, yeah. I need to get my ass kicked. <laughs> so, Pan Am's in about two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. And MMA April 30th. Yeah. Let's do that, you know. Fighters, man, fight. I have a lot of guys, a lot of people that I'm a fighter, I'm this and I'm that. And they don't fucking fight. Yeah. And they never fought, actually. So they pretend to be fighters, they pretend to be even practitioners, but they're not. That's why I like jiu-jitsu, because you, you know right away if somebody's bullshitting or not. Yeah. You can roll with somebody for like a minute and know if they're good or not. <laughs> yes. You're going to tell if she's uh, legit or not, you know? Yeah. Because uh, as the martial art will turn more popular, the business is going to be much more... Involving in money, yeah. so and that's a kind of process, you know, that it's hard to control for completely, but you can, by the way, with your program, with your mentality, put a, a, a good conscience in the people around you on the sport, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do building a real, a real. Real program, you know. Well, what do you think about the uh, jujitsu getting watered down here in America? Because I know you've probably seen, I've seen at least some places where uh, I guess the, um, the level of skills are not the same as other as other gyms. I think they, some places give away belts a little too too quickly. It's not as bad as like karate, but it's, you can see it's kind of creeping in. It's uh, kind of in the same process it looks like, you know, sometimes and you know, but. That's the globalization, all I said. It's what happened, you know. All this technology, all this, the <coughs> social media involved, all the way, the, the weapons and the tools that you have to, to promote something, yeah. is really easy and very cheap too. If you got a smart guy, he can do a great marketing or merchandising on Facebook and Instagram and social media like Twitter yeah. and all this kind of bullshit, you know. So then, actually, that when the social media was were smaller, people create like fake profiles, you know, on on social medias. Then it's growing. It looks like not only only your personal profile, 
but the people now can create a business, a fake business profile yeah. for what they do, you know, online or internet. And that's really dangerous. Right. And people can sell something that is not true. Yeah, well. It's very, very easy in anything you want. Service, equipment, products, all kind of products, and fuck it, you know? Well, have you seen... Uh, you just receive the shipment in your house. Sometimes you don't know if that's fake or not fake. Yeah. What can you think? The world is so big, it's too easy, and manipulate stuff today is very easy. But now they have things to vet uh, people in uh, jiu-jitsu. Like, I, I know that... Uh, Hicks and Gracie, he made that website. It was called like Gracie something, or basically you can register your gym in your school, and you can they'll give you your whole lineage. So um, it'll say like you know you were under you know High and Gracie, and he was under whoever, and so you can see everybody's lineage. Uh-huh. Other websites do the same thing. So you can you can basically vet uh, who you're going to train under. So it makes it easier for people that are that are new to jujitsu. Oh, that's easy. Like that. it's, it's so the, you know, the lineage is really good because the the, the jujitsu history is really came actually from the same base, you know, Brazil, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the, of course, the Gracie family, I trained Ryan 11 years until he passed away, and that was a big honor for me, and, porra, they, they are Jiu-Jitsu, you know, the Gracie family is the Jiu-Jitsu, man, they developed the shit, yeah, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but, by the way, if you check, if you understand something about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, is the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because, or many Brazilian academies, maybe all of them, merge from some Gracie school. You know mm-hmm. what? So Jacaré, if, if I'm not wrong, the alliance uh, leader, mm-hmm. he was, I think, if I'm not wrong, he was one of the, the black belts, maybe the only one graduated under Rose Gracie, man. Oh, nice. So alliance is Gracie Jiu-Jitsu because came from a Gracie lineage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This history is, I'm on Jiu-Jitsu about... 18 years, man. I began to train Jiu-Jitsu in 1997. So, and I trained Ryan 11 years, and I always uh, uh, have a, a good environment and a good uh, contact with Daniel Gracie, uh, Russo, his cousin that teaches with him in Sao Paulo. This guy gave me my first Jiu-Jitsu class. Russão, é nóis, Russão. He's my coach. I, this guy is amazing. And he's still in Sao Paulo teaching at Ryan Gracie Gym team on the on the the headquarters with Celso Vinicius so these guys are great people man and I, I live with them uh, 11 years of my life 12 years of my life until I moved from Sao Paulo to, to Curitiba and that was uh, you heard the stories you see how that works you, you in, boom. Daniel Grace always tell me all many histories he told me many times Carson Grace is the best MMA fighter of the Gracie family of all times. Carson Gracie. That was the, the, the better Gracie fighter. He was better than, of uh, all than, times. Hickson? Better than Hickson? They told he was, uh, Daniel told he was the best MMA, like freestyle fighter. You know, that guy, you know. Like Va- Valley Tudo back in the day, right? Valley Tudo yeah. back in the days. Carson Gracie. He was the, the Valley Tudo guy, you know. Very, very. The, 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 but that's I heard from Daniel Gracie many times. Yeah, that whole, like... Uh... For my opinion, oh, from this whole... Well, every generation of the Greeks, you see, be, like, great fighters. Yeah. Helio, Carlos, Carson, Robson Gracie fought a lot, Ryan's daddy, like, Helio, you see, many others, Carlos Gracie, uh, a lot of them, Renzo, Ralph, 
Oh, these guys are the, the history of Jiu-Jitsu. Now they got Kron. And, uh, Kron and have Kron and Roger. Mm -hmm. So, it's very big, the lineage, you know. And when you, you came from a lineage like that, that Ryan used to, to talk for us, to us, always like that. You, you like to learn with who wrote the book or who read the book, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, that was a good, good phrase of him, we always talk about that. Why Gracie? Why? Because you want to learn with who wrote the book or who read the book. Game master. It's a good thing. You know? And that was it. And that's in, that intensity of back in the days, that rivalry that between the academies, the rivalry between on the, on the tournaments, Today is very intense, but back in the days was much more intense until people really actually go through real fights sometimes, uh, you know. I heard crazy. about fights on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> fights on the beach, fights on the, sometimes you go to the tournament and was very tense, was very intimidating for people that didn't live that, that circle of, of lifestyle. Yeah. You know, the, the, the people in the tournament, the way, the things they yell, they, they talk, they sing. It was very aggressive for each other, each other gym and each other academy. It was really intense in Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro. So that was really, was a, was a, was a time that you do jiu-jitsu, you have to be a, a man of conviction. Yeah. For what, what you were doing, you know, it was like the Wild West back then. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you were getting in a in a in a very very intense lifestyle, you know. Yeah. If you would like to compete and go training, and compete and live that lifestyle, it was really intense and it was very nice. So, what made the uh, there was like a huge influx of jujitsu practitioners that went from Brazil to basically California. <laughs> What made it? Uh, what made everybody come here? Well, um, Brazil is a is a country that to make a living with sports, being an athlete, it's really really hard. Being a jiu-jitsu artist or a MMA artist or what kind of special like sports of combat sports, boxing, Muay Thai. You can make a living, you know, but it's, it's much harder than he, not harder. You don't, you don't get financially recognized as, here is better, you know. It's not the best, but it's better than in Brazil. Okay. And uh, the people that like to live this lifestyle of jiu-jitsu, that is basically, man, you train jiu-jitsu, you teach jiu-jitsu, you live a jiu-jitsu life. So come to the gym every day, you have your, the guy have his program of jiu-jitsu and his jiu-jitsu family and that is his life. He go to the gym, he teaches his students, the guys, he go to the tournaments. That's a lifestyle that people like, I, I love it, you know, so I do this since my 16 years old. And it's a lifestyle that conquers you and sometimes you, you begin and relearn to, to give a value for simplicity in life. Yeah. Because when you are on these mats, you don't have money, you don't have status, you don't have nothing, man. You have your gi, or if sometimes even don't have even a gi, or you have your gloves in your body. 
and your soul. And that's what belongs to you inside a mat, in the mat. And that's make everybody equal. And that's the magician of the shit. I talk that about for people every time. I think I talked that on the last podcast. Yeah, I, I love it. It's like uh, we had a bunch of people come to America that were badasses. And a lot of people here in America were kind of soft. You know, unless you were like did martial arts as a kid or wrestling. Yeah, man. And all, military, back in the days, yeah. imagine that. If you, are really, if you are not a really martial artist, it doesn't matter. Could be a Muay Thai, could be a Jiu Jitsu, could be even a Judo in Brazil. And then you decide to open a gym. You know? You can't make sure, bro. Back in the days, the people would go to your gym, another black belt. Child, look at this. Who is this guy here? Go there. Ah, you're not a fucking legit. You close the shit. You, <laughs> you cannot teach. How now? Who the fuck graduated you? Who the fuck built you? Who the fuck is your coach? Who is your. Where is your. So. Yeah. Is, was really intense, you know? And by this time, so the, the, it's, like I said, it's a natural process, it turns too big. So the, peop, the people want to reach much more people, and then sometimes, have a great day, Matt, take care. Thank you for the, 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 the great training, guys, we were great. And that's turned the, the more popular. And then, okay, you have uh, people have students, and I have, oh, I'm gonna move out for a city close to here. One hour, they'll have a jiu-jitsu school there. And the guy is a blue belt. He's okay, blue belt. He's a good blue belt. Then they have a situation like that, or the guy sometimes is a purple belt. He's okay, or a good purple belt. Then the coach see a, 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 a opportunity to Give to give not to promote him, but you're gonna give a brown belt for this guy. Mm -hmm. He go for that place. Nobody don't have anyone on jiu-jitsu there. Mm -hmm. It's small. Uh, he gonna conquer the area there, and he gonna begin to teach his job. And go, we can. That is a way the thing turn popular. And when you go spreading that, sometimes depends the way you the, the way you spread the the, the culture and the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That place. This go through that place not so strong. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's why uh, I have mixed feelings about the Gracie Academy, the online uh, structure. But I, for people that don't, they don't have a school around them, but I don't think you should get a, a blue belt. Yes, man. You can do a, 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 a online self defense program, maybe. That's not the ideal, but imagine a guy living in a. And that's where it cut out. So hope you enjoyed it. Take it easy. <laughs>